Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossett, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com, and, of course, FightfulSelect.com. I'll go ahead and get the plugs out of the way, guys. This show is brought to you ad-read-free by FightfulSelect.com. It is our new premium service. Uh, nothing that has been free as of a month ago on Fightful.com is moving there. It is all new content at FightfulSelect.com. We have several different tiers that you all can choose from. Uh, we do the Fightful Weekender podcast there where I review NXT, Ring of Honor, 205 Live, Being the Elite, New Japan uh, weekly. I talk about non-Raw and SmackDown stuff there. Every two weeks we do a Q&A podcast where I answer all of your questions. We do bi-weekly dark match commentary where I provide commentary on dark matches that WWE has out there from guys like Brock Lesnar, Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, John Cena. Uh, speaking of Bobby Roode, you can see matches from him and Jimmy Van's match archives. Back when Jimmy Van used to promote events back in the day. Speaking of Jimmy Van, his book is also available on that service. We have Fightful Photo Galleries. I do a retro podcast every month. This month's is WWF Backlash 1999. I have some preview content available on Fightful.com and our YouTube so go check it out, guys. We have tons of stuff up there. And if you're interested in sponsoring a podcast or appearing on a podcast, there's a tier for that as well. We have everything from basic tiers all the way up to sponsorship tiers. If you want to buy a package where you sponsor uh, every Fightful podcast for six months, you're able to do that and get all the perks as well. My God, Fightful Select. At least go check it out, my friends. Tonight I am joined by Alex Palowski. Alex. It has been a long week, and we haven't even begun. I'm doing a Ring of Honor podcast tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be a bit of a WrestleMania pre-show as well. I'm doing a UFC podcast in a couple hours. I did a a breaking news podcast yesterday due to all the UFC stuff. But this NXT TakeOver show, boy, was it an easy watch. Oh, man. Uh uh what uh was it a a perfect wrestling show it was damn near it um like like that's that's the only question it wasn't perfect it was amazing was it perfect here's the thing i'll go ahead and give one more plug over on fightful.com after all these shows i put up my match ratings here's how my match guide works start off at a five i slide up and down five out of ten Usually most most matches, like raw matches, end up between the four to six territory, either because of lack of stakes, lack of emotion, uh, lack of time, whatever it be. I think this is the first show since I've started doing these that I gave two 10 out of 10s on. And that sandwiched the show. Mm-hmm. And what was in the middle of it wasn't 
like it was great. Mm. Unbelievable, awesome stuff. Leave us the thumbs up, subscribe, all that cool stuff, guys. Let's go ahead and talk about this damn show, Alex. Yeah. Um, it starts off with the pre-show. Pat McAfee, who I, I love his podcast. A lot of fun there. <laughs> he was on the NXT pre-show. Very rarely do you get positive reception for a pre-show panelist. Not only did I do I think that uh, he's going to get a lot of praise, I want to see this guy learn more and more and more about wrestling and have him call some stuff. He was incredibly entertaining. Yeah. No, he's uh, the anti-Peter Rosenberg. Like, he's just, he doesn't, he doesn't feel canned or co-opted or like, I was told to say this, so I'm going to say this. Oh, he doesn't need it. He doesn't he was, feel like that he, at all. He's he left great. the NFL of his own volition. How yeah. often does that happen? Yeah, no, it's, yeah. One, one of the best punters in the game, and he said, no, I think I'll leave at age 30 and do a podcast. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, I think I'll leave before somebody, like, blinds sides me as i'm going down on punt coverage and i wind up a vegetable that's what he said he was like i'm I gonna be smart about that sure. actually i think he left at 29 because yeah. he's just now he's just now 30 and i'm pretty sure he went to the pro bowl in his last season as well yeah. so yeah. uh he, he's got credibility as a real athlete i died when he messed up the Shayna baszler line he goes the tap snapper crap lady was kind of scary <laughs> i was like you know what it works. Yeah. Also, I want to give a shout out to Kayla Braxton. I thought she did great on this pre-show. A lot of times when they send you outside to get predictions from fans, it can be awkward. You shove a mic in a fan's face. It can be weird. She just got them all to chant what they wanted, and it, it worked out perfectly. There are also good interviews with Adam Cole and Candice LeRae on this show. But let's let's go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, let's do that. NXT North American Championship match, the ladder match. I like to to send you all to my match ratings, but I'll just tell you, I gave this a 10 out of 10. This may be the best ladder match I've ever seen. Now, that is obviously open to interpretation with a six-man match like this. Uh, the psychology is limited because you just have so many moving parts that you don't necessarily have to spend as much time selling because there's always somebody to do something. There are going to be people who prefer the Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon-style ladder matches and stuff like that, and more power to you, but... I don't know that uh, I have seen many more exciting than this. I think this is NXT's Edge and Christian Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys moment with a ladder. It's that special. Early on, oh, here's here are the entrances. EC3 looked ready to go. He was mm-hmm. like he was on a friggin' pogo stick or something. I love Lars's theme. I don't know what the hell's up with Velveteen's hair, but it's hilarious. And it's cool to see someone on WDB TV build, being billed from Kentucky and not being a hillbilly, a hunter, or Eugene. Very happy about that. And and wouldn't uh-huh. you know it? Speaking of Kentucky, he got an opportunity tonight, Alex. <laughs> he did. He did get an opportunity. <laughs> no initial initial uh, reactions on the reactions that each of these men got because I'll tell you one thing: it warmed my heart to see. EC3 and Ricochet in this environment. Now Ricochet's done some Tokyo Dome stuff, so he's he's had a little sure. bit of that. But EC3 has largely been performing in front of a couple hundred people. He's been he's been toiling in anonymity as the uh, as a as a former champ on the second biggest uh, televised uh, show. Like like we forget about how TNA is performs in front of nobody, but has been running forever. And he was the face of them for a long time, but he's been toiling in rel- relative anonymity on a giant, on a on a fairly large uh, uh, fed, if you will. Um, but I, I love that he was here because you can tell it meant so much to him after having had to exit as Derek Bateman and getting to come back here after building himself up elsewhere to a point where he would actually be celebrated. I think that was excellent. And um, listen, like it was one of those things where if you had told me. When I first came to know Ricochet uh, as Prince Puma in Lucha Underground, that a few years later, that guy that I was watching would be in NXT. Um, in this this match, I would have just been like salivating. I may have passed out. Kind of, kind of weird, speaking of where he's built from, to not hear him build from Boyle Heights, yeah? Yes, yeah, but Boyle Heights. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so used to that now. That's true. I, I can't pretend that I'm a regular viewer of Lucha Underground. I catch it up and binge watch. 
But man, it's, it is a little unusual to see that. But also with EC3 sustaining the ACL injury that he had back in the day before he left WWE. Man, it's you, you're. I'm glad that the TNA, like the just where they wouldn't touch anybody from there for a while. I'm glad that's gone because they have picked up a lot of really good pieces from that company. A ricochet, amazing, hits a springboard shooting star on Lars and Dane to set the tone for the match. You know, I often joke about how I once watched a Kimbo Slice versus Dada Five Thousand match where Dada Five Thousand technically died during the, the fight. And Ed Kimbo, won. Kimbo very may well have died as a result of that fight. Yeah, six men died during this match at multiple times. Yeah, throughout it, it was yeah. as as our chat is quick to point out. Uh, EC three was on fire and he's jacked. Uh, Lar- Lars hit an, a pop up power slam on Cole, then regular power slams. EC three eats a suicide dive from Dane. EC three saved a ladder from being thrown about 60 feet in the air. Let me let me set the scenario for you guys. Lars Sullivan on about the third, fourth rung, and he's got a death grip on the ladder. Yeah. Ricochet comes flying over the top of the sunset flip. Well, as Ricochet pulls Lars, that ladder's going where Lars goes if <laughs> Lars is holding on to it. EC3 recognizes it, and he says, I'm going to grab this and just weigh it down a little bit. Had EC3, and I can't remember who else was there, not yeah. done that. Yeah, That ladder's busting. Yeah. What, whatever scoreboard the Smoothie King Center has, <laughs> it's done. It's gone. Oh, oh, God. I, liked, uh, I liked Cole and EC3 working together until EC3 stole Cole's catchphrase. Because then Cole's like, nah, son, uh, you nah. went too far. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, God, this match, Sean. Like, it's it's almost futile to be like, oh, let me tell you about the big spots, because then we'd be talking about it through the entire podcast. Yeah. Like, like they're setting up ladders to do Death Valley drivers onto and the freak accident onto and all these crazy, crazy spots. The thing about it I love is that, that this is – now, um, Ricochet had his first match in front of the NXT crowd. But they never televised it. They only yeah. used it to like create a highlight package for him because they weren't about to use stuff from Lucha Underground or New Japan exactly. as a highlight package for him. So they only had it for that thing. And during that match, he does his 630 cent on, which is one of the most electrifying moves in sports entertainment. Um, but he did shout out to Jarrell Clark back in the day in TNA yeah, wrestling. That's true. Um, Mr. 630. Uh, but he didn't use it in this spot. He did a, a, a shooting star off the off the uh, top rope onto I forget who it was on the ladder. Lars and Dane. Oh yeah, yeah I, I love that. And I I saw some dope saying, "Oh, what's the psychology of doing that in a ladder match?" Uh, because if you take out two people, that's pretty handy. And then I saw somebody trying to draw a comparison between MMA psychology and ladder match psychology, Just and I was like, Just... "You're not even worth me ethering on Twitter. Just You're not worth." If you're watching, if you're Jabroni. watching this and you're not like entertained by the sheer athleticism of it and the ingenuity of it, listen. This is the thing. You you were right. This might be the best ladder match ever. But here's the deal. NXT said, "Hey, let's basically do our version of a Money in the Bank match." And we'll do it better than all the other Money in the Bank matches that have happened before. Not only that, but with several unusual ladder match components oh, in this. Absolutely. And I, I think that was a welcome change that they were able to do this. Well, yeah. let, me, let me walk through a few more spots. Fireman's carry slam into a ladder, then a super kick party. Cole was hugely over. Yeah. Then Velveteen Dream, I think, may have stole – I don't want to say stole the show, but he, he does very often. He hits these beautiful elbow drops, including one off the very tip top of the ladder. Back in the day, I don't want to say back in the day, about 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, they used to have referees hold the bottom of the ladders from outside the ring to prevent that. I don't know that we got that this time. Maybe I missed it, but magnificent elbow drop on that man. EC3 hits a TKO on Cole off the ladder. Ricochet is about to be pushed off a ladder, then moonsaults to the outside onto Dane and Cole. Dane and Cole then sort of, I don't want to say work together, because Dane uses Cole to work together and hits a Vader bomb on <laughs> EC3 on a ladder. 
Then Ricochet mm. battles it out with EC3, shooting Star Press on the E. They're really, they're really making him pay. They're like, you know, we we know you were in developmental <laughs> EC3. We know that you were on the main roster a little bit. You did that stupid NXT show. You spent your time in Impact. We're, we're making you pay your dues here. My God. Ladder bridges get set up, and Velveteen Dream hits a rolling Death Valley driver onto Ricochet on this ladder bridge. And even though the ladder bridge fell a little bit earlier, they were able to seamlessly just move right back. Nothing fell off the rails in this match. Even the even what I assume was a botch when Ricochet jumped off the rope and got onto, I think it was Dane's back or, yeah. or Sullivan's back, and it fell. I was like, you know what? It was sloppy. I can handle it. Yeah. Dane with a power bomb sent on on Cole and Ricochet through the ladders. Lars sends EC3 off the apron through Velveteen and a ladder with the freak accident. Cole dumps Ricochet over the top and wins it. And that, I thought, set up a beautiful story for the rest of the night because we go into this and a lot of people wondered, will Cole even make it to the ladder match? Will he be replaced? How will he factor into the tag match? And then later on, it's, will Pete Dunne be the first double champion in NXT on the male side? You could say Paige was. She held the women's title and the Divas title for a brief period. But now you've got Adam Cole maybe being the first double champion. This was a a perfect ladder match in my estimation. It gave me a lot of stuff I haven't seen before. Everybody got some shine. Everybody looked good in this match. Yeah, this was um, one of those things where... Um, you didn't even have those terrible spots where somebody is f- forgets how to climb a ladder because they need to like stall for time. You, you even got rid of those things. Like everybody who was climbing a ladder was climbing a ladder. Well, that's but one of the was, things you're afforded in these six-person ladder matches. But still in WWE, they oh, happen a lot. Money in, money in the bank matches, you absolutely have Dolph Ziggler struggling to get past the third rung because he's waiting for somebody to wake up on the outside. It's Then then 10 minutes later, he speeds up the ladder. Up the ladder, yeah. Exactly. And starts headbutting Daniel Bryan out of the WWE for three years. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. This This <laughs> match was so great, and it perfectly sets up all these different things. We st- you still have Killian Dane and Lars who hate each other. Give me some more of those big Hoss matches. Last week on NXT, that was a really cool prelude to whatever they're going to do there. Velvet Chain Dream still looks like a star. And you um, Cole is super charismatic and now the leader of basically his own NWO. And so then you also have Ricochet and EC3 who were introduced to the, uh, to the WWE, basically, crowd. Um, I had somebody tweet me that they had heard of Ricochet, but had never seen him before and was like, gosh, this guy's amazing. Give him all the titles. We underestimate how many people are like that, too. There are so many people who only watch WWE. They just they just don't. They won't watch other stuff. So they have heard of guys, maybe seen a gif or two. But when you see Ricochet in action, like here's the thing. Not only is he spectacular on offense, he is the best seller in the world. The way he bumps, the way he sells, like he makes anybody look so great. I was also watching him up against Lars and Killian Dane. Mm-hmm. And you forget like the biggest dude in Lucha Underground is like 6'1 and 260. You know what I mean? So like he's up against the big boys now. And now I really need to see him up against like the big, big boys. Yeah. Once, just let me see Ricochet against, against Braun Strowman. Just once. I want to see it. I think it'd be great. Oh, I, I think that Ricochet, when he goes up to the main roster, should not be in 205 Live. No, he, he's and normally, player. normally I would say, oh, yeah, he should. I think when a Leo Rush moves up to 205 Live, he'll be able to do what a Ricochet does. Meanwhile, I think Ricochet has all the components to be this generation's Rey Mysterio. I really do. Yeah, and and work with the big guys. I think that he can, he can really do that well. I'm going to try to find out who produced this match. Uh, I don't have, you know, I'm not given the script for NXT or anything like that, but I'm going to try to find out who helped produce this because this was a work of art and everything looked good. And I hope that all the guys in it are physically okay. Because yeah. this, this looked like just bulging discs, just pass them out. <laughs> it, was, it was brutal and it was not the most brutal match of the night. Get on your inversion tables, boys. To follow this up wasn't easy, and I thought that Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon did it. Uh-huh. This was a completely different match. Shayna Baszler defeated Ember Moon to win the NXT Women's Championship. 
Uh, Ronda Rousey and Jessamyn Duke at ringside. That was very, very cool to see. From the get-go, Shayna sidesteps a drop kick and just cracked Ember with this beautiful punch. And I love that. Like a punch from a UFC fighter should do that. Yeah. She just yeah. stepped to the side, threw her shoulders into it. Big punch. Ember gets caught with a huge knee right after that. This is a slower-paced, methodical match with Basil really playing to perfection by stalking Ember, countering like, everything she threw, everything Ember threw her way. Baszler then tries to break Ember's arm with Stomp that she had did to Dakota Kai, who I thought sold that as well as anybody I've ever seen. But then Ember turns the tables, does it to Shayna, who then later, like visually, <laughs> pops it back in. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's that's an old school move. That's from Lethal Weapon Two. Oh yeah, 1989 with Mel Gibson as Martin Riggs, who has a shoulder thing where he pops it back into place when like he does it a whole bunch of times. At one point, he does it to get out of handcuffs while he's underwater because you know he's a Superman. But <laughs> Homegirl straight up Martin Riggs herself in the middle of this match, and I was like, I'm in. I'm in for Shayna Baszler. I love her persona in ring, like her whole like this ain't nothing. I love that about her, and I love that it's all a facade. Like, there are certain moments in the match where you can tell she's scared she's going to lose, but mm-hmm. she covers it right back up. She's really good at those performance uh, beats in a match, and I, I'm, I'm into her, man. I like her a lot. So uh, there is an eclipse to the outside of the ring. Both make it back by the 10 count. Baszler uh, applies a rear naked choke. Ah, I love this. I love this. Ember Moon peels the arm. You're supposed to peel the arm. When you have a rear naked choke like this on and you're, you want to get out of it, uh, you grab basically the hand here, the wrist, you peel it down, and you alleviate this. But what Ember did, instead of doing that, she cranked that elbow downward because she had already hurt that on Shayna mm-hmm. yeah. with that kick. That was beautiful. Whoever came up with that, A-plus, great stuff. Uh <laughs> Baszler then triangle, uh, transitions into the triangle, but it's countered into a sit-down powerbomb for two. Just a wonderful, wonderful series. And then it happened, Alex. Exactly what I've been begging for on our preview shows on the Fightful Weekender. On FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe now. I wanted this to be the finish. Ember jumps off the top rope, goes for an eclipse, but then Baszler just catches her. Rear naked choke. Shayna Baszler wins. NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I would imagine she's probably the the oldest NXT Women's Championship they've had, or Women's Champion they've had too, because uh, I think she's thirty seven, thirty eight. I think she's she's older than Oscar. I think. Yes. Yeah. So seven. Yeah. Um. Uh. What I what I loved about it is that Amber tries to pull the arm down again. So so and and Shayna won't give it to her, but in order to keep the she the, the hold on, she grabs her own hair. So that she can't pull out of it. And then she just, and then Ember just falls asleep in it. Like Bailey, when Bailey went to main roster, when she lost to Asuka the second time. This to me smacks of Asuka wins tomorrow night. Charlotte has the rematch on Tuesday. Right after Asuka, when Asuka is celebrating, Ember Moon shows up because Ember Should. Moon is the one, the one girl in NXT that absolutely pushed Asuka all the way to her limit. And Asuka almost lost twice. She had to resort to cheating both times. Like, this is a cool feud. You could really do something like this on the main roster. You could you could use Ember Moon on the main roster. So uh, my previous qualms with Ember Moon was, were her promo skills. And my God, those have improved. Sure. She's gotten a lot better. They put her in that sit-down environment. As I've said before, for better or for worse, NXT and WWE are trying their best to do different things. They have like the media junkets. They had the Q and A with Rousey. They do the selfie promos, the the uh, gorilla position promos. They're trying different things besides that super awkward thing where they send out a baby face in the middle of the ring with a mic by themselves to be like, "Hey guys, I know you're here to watch wrestling, but let me bitch about this because that's hard to it's hard to get behind somebody that does that." So uh, I like that they're 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 doing that and making a difference. I'm looking at recent WWE women's champions and uh, divas champions. I don't see one in recent history that was as old as Shayna Baszler. So that's quite an accomplishment. Looking back, 
I don't see a WWE Divas champion that was ever 38 no. when they held it. Uh, oh my I, God. Are you kidding me? Smackdown. <laughs> they were all fired by the time they were 29 for being well, a lot of A lot of them left of their own volition. Oh, yeah. But a ton but of them did. If they weren't fired, they weren't there because it was it was well thought that like, oh, well, are you approaching 30? Well, no one wants to look at you anymore. Goodbye. Did you see the stat that I posted about Beth Phoenix? Yeah. 11 people on the main WrestleMania card are uh, older than her. Yeah. That's that's insane. She's yeah. already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And she gets the call to match tomorrow. Wish she'd be in it, but, you know. Yeah, that's that, true. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> if it was a Royal Rumble style, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to like, all right, I'm number 27. Pull out the thing and go in. But everyone yeah. starts in the ring, so that's not going to work. Yeah, I'm peeping it out here. It... it Whew. Yeah, I think uh, Ivory, since Ivory, she is the oldest women's champion or, or uh, in WWE. That is and, impressive. And I love the, the the pre-match video package with her with her whole philosophy. Like, so I didn't play by the rules. Only only stupid people play by the rules. Yeah. So so you wasted your whole life in the Indies working your way up here. I showed up and I'm in the main. I'm, that I'm should be Baron Corbin. That should be Absolutely. Baron Corbin's yeah. top thing. And that's also a funny thing about MMA. You'll, you'll hear that in the MMA versus street fight conversation. Yeah. Yeah. People will be like, MMA fighters play by the rules. If it's a street fight, they can't beat anybody up. I'm like, guys, in my gym personally, I used to find holes in the drywall and rub it in my partner's eyes. Like, they're prepared. We're Stevie. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. I thought that was a, a pretty good match. This tag team championship match, I didn't think it was particularly great. Uh it was okay, but it was the story that yep. came out of this match that I thought was special. Authors of Pain uh, immediately take Adam Cole out of the match with a double powerbomb through the announce table. The teams are Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong, and Pete Dunne, Authors of Pain, with Adam Cole serving as one of the team members of Undisputed Era because Bobby Fish tore his knee up. O'Reilly had Strong in a triangle and Akam in an ankle lock, but Dunne gets powerbombed on top of him by Razar. Really neat spot. O'Reilly hilariously tried to no-sell a German suplex <laughs> from one of the authors of pain and then just fell out of the ring. He fired up. Like, he went full Matt Riddle on them and then just <laughs> fell outside the ring. Kyle O'Reilly, one of the best workers in the world, oh, in my opinion. great. He, he did one where he did, he did a released German suplex to Pete Dunne, who backflipped out of it and landed on his feet. And then Kyle O'Reilly is sitting there like, ha-ha, I got him. He gets kicked in the yes. back of the head. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly's great. Like he's the he's the guy on on Undisputed Era that I feel like has been has been utilized the least as far as in promo stuff. I don't yeah. know if he's any good at that, but in the ring, he's a lot of fun to watch. I like that guy a lot. So, <laughs> Dunn and Strong have some nice tag team offense, but can't get it done after their finish and a pin is broken up. One of the AOP members is sent into the stairs, and then as Dunn hits bitter end. On O'Reilly, Roderick Strong turns on Dunn, hits end of heartache, which I think is just one of the most badass finishers. Great, oh boy! And undisputed era wins. Afterwards, Cole and uh, O'Reilly look just confused. Strong puts on the undisputed era armband, a huge ovation for this. They are joined by Bobby Fish on the ramp, where they have the NXT North American Championship, two tag team titles, and the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic Trophy. I got one for all of them. Roderick Strong is the third man. But whose <laughs> side is he on? Whose side is he on? He's on. He's on. Oh, God. This was great because, gosh, like Cole offered it to him to be part of the SBD era when the SBD era first showed up, like back in the fall. And, and Strong was like, no, I don't think so. I think I'm going to go my own way. But I just – I want – at the first big promo for him to be like, I've been playing everybody since the beginning. My God, like, I was at tapings in September and they were working that angle. Oh yeah, absolutely. In the fall. And I, 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 I love this. I think it's fantastic because of all of the possibilities out of this. Pete Dunn. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The bruiserweight is going to be so pissed. Oh, yeah. You're going to get beat because I honestly feel like he's one of the best guys in all of WWE, maybe all of the world, just as a whole. I love this guy. And you're going to get matches between him and Kyle O'Reilly, between him and Adam Cole, between him and Roderick Strong. You're going to get you're going to get six man tags where he recruits Tyler Bate and Trent Seven to come in and they reform British Strong style to go up against that triumvirate. Then. Over in the North American Championship thing, you've got a ready-made feud between Adam Cole and Ricochet. Holy crap. Then you could say, okay, well, Pete Dunne and Ricochet are going to team together in this tag team match versus Cole and Strong. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. Like NXT in 2018 is going to be off the charts good. Like, oh, yeah. It already is. But can you imagine where we're going to be by Royal Rumble next year? Like, there's oh, so- I, was saying, I was saying last summer, I think that this is the best roster for NXT ever. And I think that stays even if they lose several key components. Oh, absolutely. They, 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 listen, they could, they could wipe out a whole bunch of people. You could see a lot of people show up on Monday and Tuesday. And still, they've got all these people to plug in and continue just chugging along. The Largo shows are going to be good. For the love of God, fun shows coming to NXT Largo. NXT Championship, Aleister Black is your new NXT champion as he defeated Andrade Cien Almas to become champion. I've said this before uh, on the Fightful Weekender at FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe now. I thought the buildup has been trash, but I knew the match was going to be good. Black early on almost ate it, flipping back into the ring, yep. but then hit a moonsault anyway. And then we got a Zelina Conrana. She channeled uh, Lita and sent Alistair Black into the stairs. This was a recurring theme of this match. Just Zelina getting involved, getting involved, getting involved until she went to the well one too many times. Almas uh, keeps going back to the hanging triangle but has to give it up. They strike it out for several minutes until Almas scores a big corkscrew plancha. Beautiful move. Zelina gets involved again, and uh, she and Almas use the championship to distract the ref. Another spiked Zelina Canrana that I thought that Black sold beautifully. Alistair Black lands uh, Black Mass, but then Zelina gets involved again, puts almost foot on the ropes. She goes for number four and distracts Black again. Now, I think there's a real, like if this were to happen in a main roster title match, I don't know that it would be received so positively as this. That being said, that usually happens when there's a baby face that, just has never, ever, ever gotten over the hump in WWE. Mm-hmm. And they don't want him to get over the hump necessarily. Right, right. And that's their the, kind of their way of being like, see, we built him as strong, but we still don't want him to be the person that we put stock into. In NXT, I think maybe they – it's almost the New Japan thing. Like New Japan gets a little more lenient because they have earned that goodwill based on their storylines and booking. And I think NXT has too. So when Zelina keeps screwing a guy out of his opportunity, it's like, okay, well, we've seen NXT enough, especially in recent years, to know that there is a comeuppance eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was this was uh, really great because it's the same thing. Like Zelina got involved in the Drew McIntyre feud that where, where McIntyre lost and almost became champion. She got involved all through the Johnny Gargano matches. She she even Gargano even brought in his wife Candice to 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 be his second so he the, the, to counter her. Uh, and in this in this match, she got involved several times. Um, I I I didn't like it until I loved it. It was one of those things I was like, come on. You presented Aleister Black as basically this master of the occult who can see through time. Like, he's he's really smart. He wouldn't be falling for this crap until, like, he didn't. He ducked it. She landed the crossbody um, and, and almost walked right into the Black Mass. For the for the finish, that was that was great. Up until that point, I was like, "Come on, I don't want to see this anymore." Um, but I think that the finish kind of the end justified the means. One thing that you that you that you um, skipped in the description of this match that I love. Oh, well, we're hardly done. It's, okay, it's... good. Okay, but, yes. but I, the one thing that the spot that I loved the most was uh, him going for the black mass and halfway through the spin getting dropped Drop in the back, the back of the head. Skull. Oh yeah. Like that was so perfectly timed. Yeah, These that guys- came right that came right after the double knees in the corner that Black kicked out of and after that there was a double knees into the post. Almost isn't able to capitalize and Black scores a tope con Hilo. Almost reacts quickly and gets a hammerlock DDT but can't win. Then Zelina does it. She goes to the well one too many times and almost has to catch her. Black Mass and Alistair Black wins. He is your champion. Yeah, um, this is interesting, mainly because I feel like there there are there's a lot of moving parts here. Uh, if if almost is called up on Monday or Tuesday, um, then then they move on. Uh, if not, this is a ready made thing that can continue. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think that I think that you could easily uh, find some find among all of the super talented women that they have in NXT. You could find somebody like a Candice, but somebody who could be Alistair's to counteract Zelina. There's a lot of different things you could do there. Um, but if Almas goes up, there's no, you could easily plug in anybody you want to be the new person to feud with Alistair Black. And and I, I think Alistair Black is great. I, I think he's been main roster ready since she showed up at the performance yeah. center. So who knows how long this title reign is going to be? I wouldn't be surprised to see him lose it in, I guess it's Money in the Bank one in June, and then get moved up. It's going to be a, the Money in the Bank pay per view is going to be. That's, well, that's an interesting eight days in pro wrestling because you have CM Punk fighting on a UFC show. By the way, he was in New Orleans doing signings. Did you see the video with him and Dave Batista? No, I did not. It was very funny. Dave Batista is like massaging his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> while he while punk complains about something in his salad and uh, dave's like it's okay mr punk i'll go i'll go fix that for you <laughs> good stuff man uh, we'll talk more about the dave batista situation with wwe on tomorrow's post wrestlemania podcast yep. that'll be a supersized edition my friends <laughs> yes, this one a little shorter <laughs> that one a little longer <laughs> well, you know, i mean i think there's 13 hours of, of uh, stuff to we gotta we're gonna run as long as that friggin janela show last night <laughs> <laughs> or the or the hall of fame celebration uh, oh man i will if i could never watch another hall of fame show again it wouldn't be soon enough ring of honor i hope they run friday next year i know there was some confusion about what night they would run versus nxt this year next year i think it's been announced hall of fame's on friday run friday night Run this, Friday night. Here's the because, thing: what they're going to do as soon as our Ring of Honor announces they're going to run on Friday, they'll switch it. They'll switch it. Well, I think it was a venue issue because WWE has that opportunity because they have the same venue back to back nights. Right. And apparently, when Impact books Friday, their main eventer doesn't show up and gets fired from the company the next yeah. day. Hmm. Interesting. A shocker. Maybe don't uh, hedge your bets on that guy. Maybe don't ever yeah count on that guy ever again. So, who do you see next for Alistair Black? Um, honestly, you could run back that Velveteen Dream. Uh, exactly, because I, I I feel like you could do that. I feel like EC three would be a really cool counterpart to Alistair Black. He's the opposite of Alistair Black. Yeah, like he can't keep his mouth shut. Whereas Al- Alistair Black is great. Is great when he's silent. There's all kinds of stuff you could do. Really, yeah. 
Whatever happens, I don't want Lars Sullivan versus Killian Dane to end up being the thing because that match last Thursday I thought sucked. Oh, okay. Didn't like it. Didn't all like right. it at all. I just don't want those two paired off against one another. I liked it. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Uh. Sirloin beef sons of bitches. <laughs> I do. But also, I did think that the uh, – I don't know what you thought of it, but uh, the Killian Dane versus Aleister Black thing looked cool. I think I think I oh, think yeah. Killian Dane is really really versatile in the ring, and I think that if you thing is I don't know what they're going to do with Sanity at this point because Sanity not being on this card, not getting very far in the Disney Classic, um, kind of was interesting to me that they're you know I don't know what they're doing with that, and I don't know if Killian Dane needs to be hot, like tethered to that group anymore because he's been doing a lot more singles work. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. This this is the thing about NXT that I love. When they have their next set of tapings, we'll know what the direction is, but try predicting it before then because you're probably going to be wrong. <clears throat> yeah, my God, man. This, ac- this The access shows were loaded. Yeah, the access shows were – this is the thing. is like uh, are they, have they ever – are they going to show those matches to us because – there they are, need to. They do because here's the thing. Like there, there. I was looking at. Uh, I, I tweeted about this. The friggin' brackets on these little tournaments were stacked, and I was saying, "Fightful's Jason Kincaid." Yeah, like there's all kinds of stuff on it. But I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, you got Pete Dunn who's going to defend his championship as the UK championship against what I thought was certainly going to be Buddy Murphy. But Buddy oh, Murphy yeah. goes out in the first round of Leo Rush. I'm like, well, I want to see that match. How did Leo Rush beat him? Because Buddy Murphy's looked unbeabble in the past few weeks of they 205 got, Live. They could, they, so could not, they could not film content for NXT for three <laughs> months and have enough based on what was there. Speaking of Fightful, big weekend for Fightful alumni. Uh, Shane Helms was on the Wildcat Sports Show. How about this one? Former Fightful Pro Series writer Deanna Perrazzo. Against Matt Riddle. Yeah. That was cool. Matt Riddle worked seven matches over 36 hours, including <laughs> one against the big hog, James Ellsworth, yeah. and Fightful's Jason Kincaid wrestling at Access. Couldn't couldn't tell you how happy I am about that. If you all have not checked out Jason Kincaid's writing on Fightful.com, please just go to Fightful.com, type in Jason Kincaid, and you will fall down a rabbit hole of the stuff that he has written, and it is – it is impressive. He is one of the most gifted uh, writers I've ever had the pleasure of, of working with and editing. Let's talk about the main event. Unsanctioned match, Johnny Gargano against Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa comes out to no music but a giant heel reaction, and he had a villainous like gear. Yeah. Like 80s. Looked like he popped right out of an 80s movie. Yeah, no, he he looked like a he looked like a space pirate. I loved it. I it mean, it was cool. He's great, and and this is I'm that much. I'm like, see, Dolph Ziggler, this is how you enter to no music for maybe a- don't have a record scratch or or WWE themes on vinyl. I know they're selling those at Walmart now, <laughs> but is that the thing? It's just the worst. No one's is DJ Lethal queuing up the themes for WWE main roster people. DJ Lethal, uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, this was great. Him walking down slow, just soaking it up like he's the the most he's the most hated heel in the on the entire roster. Like even the Miz gets babyface reactions sometimes. Like everyone hates Champa. He's getting fu Champa chants throughout the match. Not just the entrance. Like, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's, he's great. He's great. This is a match that everybody in that building knew was a storyline, but they didn't care right. that it was, that it was a storyline. Yeah. They cared about these two guys. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of brawling in the opening minutes until Gargano <laughs> sends Ciampa flying over the table into the announcers, which garners a Mama Mia chant. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Ciampa suplexes Gargano off the announce table into the floor, then belly-to-back suplexes him through the covering of the announce table, which did not break. That was a cool spot. And I wondered, was that the first time? And I, uh, some people pointed out a couple of other times that it happened. But the fact that it doesn't happen a lot, I like. And yeah. this is one of those things WWE should explain. Why do they take that off? Well, say it's a fine if they don't. Say yeah. it's a, a absurd fine like so high that they always do it yeah it's weird like it it protects the monitors 
which they also remove. Like if we're like, oh, just leave the if, they, if the monitors get damaged, you get a huge fine. Also, if if the thing that protects the monitors gets damaged, there's an even bigger fine. So make sure you pull that off and throw it across the the ringside area. <laughs> so Champa applies a submission, but Gargano drags himself out of the ring. I know there are going to be a lot of people questioning the rope break thing in this match, and the ref even said there's no rope breaks, and there aren't. So Champa doesn't have to let go of the submission, but the thing is he can't get a submission win there because that's out of the field of play. That would be like trying to shoot a three-pointer with your foot out of bounds. I mean, you can take the shot all you want, but it doesn't matter. It's not going to count. Like so the other team gets the ball, no big deal. Uh, so that's to clear that up. Champa goes after Gargano with a crutch, but Gargano avoids it. Then he power bombs Champa onto exposed concrete, and the slap of that was gross. It sounded like, as New Jack said, you get a piece of raw chicken and you just slam it onto the floor. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, but but what was teased before that was the air raid crash onto the concrete. Yes. And I honestly thought they were going to do that spot. And I just kept, I had my hands over my mouth and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, because... Listen, I spent all day today re, like re-watching the history of DIY. Their their singles match, the CWC, all their tag matches because I wanted to know because I knew these guys would do it. What are they going to do callbacks from? And they did stuff from all of those matches. Isn't like, that cool? Like these guys are wizards. Like there was a thing like I wrote about it at the time where Johnny Gargano was selling leg damage in the CWC from a match that he would have against the revival that the match that he has then, because the TV is taped so far in advance, he hasn't had that match yet, but he's selling the leg damage when the match starts. Like he was a time traveler or something. These guys are so, so great. Um, And they did like, I highly recommend if you loved this and you haven't seen that stuff, or if you haven't seen in a while, go back and watch it because these guys brought in all that stuff. Back in the ring, they both go for the crutch, but Gargano gets it and busts Ciampa. Follows up with a slingshot DDT for two. Gargano goes back to the slingshot, but flies right into a knee. Ciampa follows up with a beautiful spinning rack powerbomb that gets two. Then another big knee to the head that get, that uh, gets a two count. They messed up a spiked Rana, but I mean, ultimately the situation was that Ciampa got spiked and he did. Then they go into the Gargano escape. After a solid minute, Ciampa's like, wait a second, there are no rules here. I'm going to gouge your eyes out. And he does. And Mauro called him like a sick son of a bitch or something. He added so much with that. Yeah, no, that's great. I reviewed reviewed that WWF Backlash show for FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe now. And JR being so angry, so pissed off. Yeah, yeah. And Mauro being pissed off helped too. He's got a family, damn it. Uh, no, all that stuff when, when Jim Ross was incredulous at things that the heels would do, uh, it certainly added to it. And I, I actually like this and I was like, we're supposed to be impartial, says Mauro Ronaldo, but you got to kind of root for Johnny Johnny Gargano here. And Percy Watton's like, well, speak for yourself. I don't know if we should be doing this. Like, <laughs> no, no, honestly. And then, like, Mauro backed it up. Like, he's using the crutch that, that Ciampa used on him, like – like to be to have have basically have been stabbed in the back by your best friend, and later get a hold of that same knife and go to town on your friend with that knife. It's oh yeah, kind of poetic, you know. Champa grabs his own wrist tape, and they end up tethering one another to it, which leads me to think strap match. Do a strap. goddamn strap match next. Do it. I want to see Do what you can cook up. Yeah, and very rarely in my life I've ever said, "Yeah, let's do a strap match." <laughs> That's not something that I often want. Nope. Uh, crutch shots and a project uh, Champa get two for Champa, and the crowd crowd was sold. Crowd was yep. sold for the second time there. Yeah. Then a lawn dart and super kicks sold the crowd, but it doesn't get the finish. Then they're up on the top rope, and a super project Champa hits, and I thought that was it. Oh yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no. I, I, this is the thing: is that I, 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 I thought that after Black won, oh my God, Gargano's gonna lose uh, because 
because then I didn't. I felt like there wasn't a lot you could do with Gargano as being like the super babyface with a babyface also loved champ. There wasn't a lot you could go with. So I was thinking that was going to lose. So that the Project Champa. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's the power bl- power bomb lung blower thing that he yeah. does. If you don't know the name of it, it looks like it murders people, especially yeah. Johnny Wrestling because the way he sells it. I-, I thought that off the top rope was just at, th- at this point. If uh, Carlito ever comes back, he's got to get a new finish because people are heaving one another up in the air in different ways into that backstabber now. Yeah, the backstabber it by itself was kind of like. Okay, and what else? And then it was it was so cool. It was different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but now, no. <laughs> because in the 90s, nobody wanted to take that, so the move didn't really exist <laughs> in WWE. Ciampa takes off his knee brace, but Gargano hits him with it. Gargano breaks off the crutch, but he hesitates. And this shot, WWE production, was just great because Ciampa's looking up. He's got that gray beard, and his eye is swollen. And he looks pathetic. He looks like a dog that just got kicked around. And Gargano looks like he's having mercy on him. And like, to me, I think maybe he was giving Ciampa a chance. Uh Like, here's your chance. Let's just hug it out. But he was ready for what was going to happen next. And that was Ciampa swinging the the brace around. But Gargano caught him in uh, Gargano escape, then turned it around into an STF. Pulled the brace across Champa's face, got the submission. Joined by Candace, his wife, Candace Lorray. Spoiler alert on my match ratings: I about I think about sixty to seventy percent of this match. I thought I was going to give it about an eight point seven five or whatever, eight and three quarters. It ended up getting a ten out of ten. The storytelling in the last ten minutes of this just boom. God, what can I say? There was a moment. Uh, I know what I can say. Good shit, pal, is what I can say. Good shit, pal. Um, There was a moment, I forget after what ridiculous near fall it was, that Ciampa just sat there and said, am I going to have to kill you? Like, and and Gargano crawled over to him the way he did at at TakeOver Chicago after Ciampa turned on him, crawled over to him, and it was just like this, this same, that was that callback. Later... When he takes down, he takes off the brace and then he takes down the knee pad. That was the same thing that happened in their CWC singles match, where 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 Champa takes down the knee pad because he doesn't know how he's going to finish the guy otherwise. But as he's about to hit him with the with the exposed knee, he thinks better of it because he doesn't want to kill his best friend. So he pulls up the knee pad, and that bit of hesitation cost him that match. So he doesn't hesitate this time, but Gargano is ready for it and hits him in that exposed knee with the brace. Like that, and then the moment where he's like, where Gargano's going to stab him in the face with a broken crutch. That's what I thought. I thought. <laughs> That's what he was going for. And he stops because he still loves his brother. And I swear to you, Sean Rossap and all those listening, I cried. There was, the, there was a moment <laughs> where I shed it. Like, because, you know what it was? Because I watched the whole damn thing today. Yeah. So I knew their whole history going into it. And that moment where Champa looks up at him, broken, with that puffy, like, I felt like Johnny could see there's still some good in you, like Luke and Vader at the end of Jedi. Like, that's what it was. Until, of course, nah, there's not. And Champa takes a swing at him. It's perfect. It was a perfect ending to this match. As well as using the, the brace to finish off the submission, like, it was perfect the story from beginning to end with these guys has been perfect and you could tell me this isn't the end they're gonna keep fighting all the way through brooklyn and i'd say great was gonna ask you that he's gonna ask you what you think because they're, they're not on tv every week it's every two or three weeks maybe a couple times a month also the, the funny thing is there's gonna be a an xc takeover brooklyn in august and then another one in march and Triple H has always said that's really their WrestleMania for NXT is Brooklyn. Yeah. But man, this one, this was a special show, man. This was a special show. And that was a special story that finally got told. I'll never forget being in the crowd at Highland Heights in Kentucky. I think two days before NXT takeover. And they had touted this big, 
Ohio River celebration, whatever, because Johnny Gargano was an Ohio guy and big in the area. And this match gets ended in like five minutes, and everybody's like, what's going on? And Ciampa had torn up his leg and competed a couple nights later. And I don't think he ever revealed if it was actually that injury because within hours, people were fantasy booking who would replace him. And that became the catalyst for his heel turn in character. Just a beautifully crafted story. We had Gargano winning. We had Aleister Black winning, Undisputed Era winning, Shayna Baszler winning, and Adam Cole winning. The heels won three out of five, but it felt like the right person won from a story perspective every single time because it opened up a lot of different things. So the next T show did very well. Like, like here's the thing: if Ember Moon, if Ember Moon moves on, they've got no shortage of women that can that can still be there challenging Shayna Baszler. Especially, they they seem to be really high on Dakota Kai because she she moved through this WrestleMania Access tournament. She beat Nick Nikki Cross in the second round, who they've been high on forever. Um, and Dakota Kai has that really great history. With Baszler, when Baszler, you know, in, in that match, quote unquote, broke her arm, yeah. there's there's a really cool thing they can do that with her. I think she's great. Pull, pulled one over on Baszler recently, too. Yep. On yeah. NXT TV, so they can yep. go back to that. They, they can go that well. It'd be great. So that was NXT TakeOver. Guys, I want to thank you all so much for joining me. As I've mentioned a few times on this podcast, if you want to get weekly NXT TV reviews, I do the Fightful Weekender on FightfulSelect.com. It is a cool way to support uh, Fightful.com financially. We're running MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing, so costs are high, my friends. Also, we have about a million exclusives on Fightful.com this week. While a lot of other sites are getting uh, aggregated content from Radio Row, we're doing that, but we've got a ton of exclusives. I'm talking like two or three dozen out of interviews we've did uh, with Bruce Pritchard, who just had a new podcast announced for the WB Network to uh, Stevie Ray, Ivelisse, Gangrel, names like that that maybe you don't hear from all the time. Ivelisse told me how pissed she was to not be booked this weekend, and rightfully so, might I add. Just a a lot of great stuff over at Fightful.com. You can go to FightfulWrestling.com, click that exclusives tab, and you will uh, be able to see all of it, including Alex's. uh, How many words did you do on Jeff Jarrett's song? It was like Uh, 2,370-something. Too long, but... I still think entertaining all the way through. A um, uh, little deep dive into uh, With My Baby Tonight and the lyrics and, and the story behind it. There's a lot of contradictions, but if you think about it, there's a lot of ways you can figure out what's going on. It it might, and I stress might, take place during a zombie apocalypse. And to find out why that's a possibility, you got to read the article. Exactly. Me and Alex will be back tomorrow night right after WrestleMania. And I mean minutes after WrestleMania. But tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to review Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor, and talk about some of the other things. Uh, thinking John Morehouse may join me on that show. He's rev- he's uh, covering Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor tonight. Uh, also, Monday night, Raw after Mania. Me and Alex are right back here. I'm back here SmackDown after Mania. Jeff won't be, but I'm working on somebody else. Hopefully, we can make that happen. Lots of cool stuff going on, guys. I'm back here in maybe an hour or so covering UFC 223. As I speak, Rose Namajunas, Joanna Yenjacek up on the screen. Follow Alex at Palowski the fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. We expected this podcast to be a little abbreviated, but five matches gave us a lot of story and a lot of substance to talk about. So uh, you get a you get a full edition tonight. You get a yeah. full edition tonight, guys. Thank you all so much. Like, subscribe, visit fightful.com, fightfulselect.com. We're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.